Sports. Michael Andonisio, Tom Bradley, and me, Mark Clemente. We're actually coming to you from outside where we normally record the podcast. Here we're on the coffee side. We're, in, we're actually out in the middle of the coffee shop. You're talking kind of low. Am I? Am I going yeah. a little low today? Yeah, am I, am low, I going my, like my there. Isaac Hayes? Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, baby. Hey, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, doing a little Isaac Hayes. My dad loved weird. Isaac Hayes. Um, so anyway, we thought we'd bring it out in the middle with the people. Um, and uh, just bring you a little different feel. And so you may hear some noises in the background. And the other thing I thought about today, Tommy, we haven't done promos for our businesses in like the last 20 episodes. We have yeah. a forum here and we're not taking advantage of it. I agree. Yeah. So yeah, shout out. All seven yeah. Community beverage. Tommy, what's going on? Pumpkin. That's oh, yeah. It's on. pumpkin season. Yeah. Pumpkin drinks here, too, like crazy. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah. Uh, Blockhouse pumpkin. It's a big pumpkin of the year. Mm-hmm. 200 cases delivered today. Nice. No, it wasn't nice. It wasn't <laughs> nice about it. No. You'll be feeling that tomorrow. Well, the hardest part with pumpkin, I don't know about you, with your yeah. stuff is, I don't, the, most of the, everybody sells pumpkin. And yeah. You have to get them all. Yeah. But I don't have room for all. Oh, like, right. but I but I get them anyway, you know. So I got so you beer. got shit stacked. Yeah, I got beer in the hallway. Right, I got beer right, in the front right. door. That's not a bad thing. Yeah, for people. beer everywhere. So, so you hear that everybody listening. Yeah, we're loaded up. So. Community beverage. Tell them where it's located. Eleven oh one Milltown Road, Verona, PA. Right at the ep- Michael and I were just talking about this. Uh, with the, 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 the five points the five from, points uh, from gangs, gangs in New York. Yeah, gangs oh, yeah. in New York. It's mm-hmm. like the five points. Or the Oakmont Plum, Penn Hills, Nils, Verona. Right, yeah. All meet right there. So, yeah, stop Perfect down. location. Give them your phone number. 412-793-8577. Nice. There you go. Community beverage. Or not what's going on here at the old brushes. Oh, and thank you for that. Um, heading into September, it's football season. And, of course, you know, if you've listened to the podcast, you know – that we have a couple NIL deals going. Um, big day this month, September 24th. I don't know if you guys have watched Stranger Things yet on Netflix. My wife and son love it. Yeah. I have no idea what it is. So Amanda and I binge watched it because everybody here loves it. And I actually enjoyed it. It takes place in the 80s, which we love. That's where we grew up. So it's awesome. Um, and we really enjoyed it. So we're going to have a Stranger Things Day here at Brushes and Beans, September 24th. How does that work? Like, what, what is that? All day mean? long, we're going to have so different things going on. So Danielle, who's our artist here, you guys know, she's going to teach a class. That's going to kick us off 11 to 1. She did these Stranger Things designs that people can do. We already had people sign up for it. If you're interested, just go to our website, brushesandbeanscafe.com. Um, then we're going to do 80s karaoke because, as I said, the show takes place in the 80s. Uh, some great music in the show. Uh, so we're going to do 80s karaoke. And getting back to my original point, Nick, Patty, and the boys are going to be stopping out. They play Rhode Island that day. And it's probably going to be a noon kick. It's Rhode Island. Um, so after the game, they're going to head out here, and we'll finish up Stranger Things Day because they're all huge Stranger Things fans. Nick binge watched it. He loves it. I, so My daughter watches it. I, yeah. I don't uh, I, I don't recommend remember. it. It's, it's I, I mean, I for us to grow up in the 80s, well, too. Well, how many seasons? There are like four, four seasons? Just yeah, four. see, I started on season four, and then I was asking questions to Madison, yeah. and then Madison got all You can't start with the last season, well, dude. I was sitting there, and I'm like, and then I asked what was going on, and then yeah. she got frustrated, so I walked away. So okay. Maybe I'll go it's back and show. start from the beginning. It's a good show. Tommy, I highly recommend it. April yeah. likes it. Jake likes it. I think you need to sit down. Yeah, I've walked in a couple times, yeah. and I hear the music and all yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. Or not. They did a great remake. You guys know I'm a huge Journey guy, right? They did an awesome remake of Separate Ways by Journey. 
It's unbelievable. Steve Perry, who it's not well, Journey anymore. No, it's not. Well, it's not. It's please not. stop with that crap. Um, came out and said how much he loved it and said they did a fantastic job. Metallica's in there. No, the music, I, I get. Yeah, I just I didn't get it. the show. I didn't know where it's I was sci-fi. at. Sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, it's sci-fi. You have to watch it from the beginning. It, yeah. You can't pick that show up in yeah. season four. So anyway, we're having Stranger Things Day. Lots going on that day. We're going to have contests. Um, we're going to raffle off some stuff. Um, I, I think the boys are going to bring some signed memorabilia that we'll be raffling off. and Different things like that. So that's what's happening at Brushes and Beans. Nice. Yeah, so thank you. Awesome. Yeah, so let's get on to topic of the day. And as we said last week, it's going to be all Steelers and, and all pit football moving forward. No Pirates no, this I, week? I, I, oh, what no. else? It's the same story every single week. I don't yeah. even think we need to go there with the Pirates. Other than O'Neill Cruz hit an absolute missile yesterday. That was the weirdest hit. Uh, Tommy and I were talking about it when we were having dinner over at B's. Um, i never seen a ball hit like that in my life. Yeah, I had to watch it on I mean, a loop like a 30 times. I never seen a ball, and a ball. Obviously, nobody's ever seen a ball hit that hard. It was it hit 122.6 miles an hour off the right field wall. He beat Stanton, yeah. Right back to the right fielder on the fly, like yeah. he was playing handball with a racquetball. I'd never seen anything like it. No, and I mean that was nice that they have one of their two hits was good yesterday. I think that's what they had. Yeah. They had six. Yeah. Well, they Felt had four like in ninth inning, though. I think. And, yeah. and how, okay, real quick, because we're not going to spend a lot of time on the Pirates. No. We got to talk football. It's, I mean, you're right. Um, Van Meter, really? Oh yeah. You know, I, I, I mean, just, really? we were just talking about this too. Here's an even more annoying thing about him. Mm-hmm. It's one word, Van Meter. It's not even hyphenated. It's not even. There's no, not even a gap not, between. It's not V-A-N it's not space. V-A-N space meter. meter. Right. It's no. one word. Yeah. Well, that, it's that even more annoying. Right. He can't yeah. even get his name right. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I don't understand that, but that's a whole nother. Yeah. I mean, we don't want to go down. That. No, we're, we don't we, want to go down that I mean, path, it's the same. It'll be the same story week in, week out. I mean, no, we, we touched on it last week. We, we spent a good deal of time on the Pirates. If something bizarre everything. happens in the next couple yeah. episodes, we'll bring it up. But other than that, like they win four games. Well, no, that would be bizarre. Yeah, yeah that would be yeah. bizarre. So anyway, let's talk about the team that actually matters right now. The two teams that actually matter. We're going to talk Steelers and Pit football. Start with the Steelers. There's got to be a lot of concern around this team. Um, offensive line, that's where it was horrific last week. Um, linebackers still stink. I mean, nothing has changed there. Um, there's no depth on the outside. And I think at this point, if you were to go to the south side and have some quiet time with the sheriff, I think even he would admit that they have some real issues on that offensive line. Well, for me, because I'm starting to get into my house. You're actually watching Steeler games. Well, now. I'm not only watching them; I've watched yeah. it three times. That I'm, I'm right. starting to get into my You're Howard. breaking it down. Analyzing well, I'm getting it. into my Howard Hughes phase, where <laughs> right. I'm like a recluse in the house and I don't leave for four or five days. And last night, I watched the first half again for the mm-hmm. third time, just to make sure I seen what <laughs> right, I seen right. because my memory's starting to, you know, get a little right. less right. Sharp. What it used to be, yeah. So. You know, the, the the concerning things are, obviously, the offensive line, they ran the ball 14 times for 24 yards. I mean, you could – There was almost, nothing there, I mean, nothing. You, you could trip for more than yeah. 24 yards and 14 carries. Um, there was nothing there. The pressure on the quarterbacks is in the first half. Right. Now, what Rudolph did in the second half was kind of like what Kenny did in week Well, one. it's like what the sheriff said. I mean, right. you expect the varsity players out there playing against JV, right. they better shine. So I'm, I'm just basing the, the preseason game off the first half. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, the offensive line is not good. And, I, you know, 
I don't know how it gets better. I don't think you can at you this You can point. only polish a turd so much. Right, and you can't scheme around it. No. It'll look like what we saw last year. Well, yeah, that's how they schemed around mm-hmm. it. Everything was short because you, you can't run deeper routes and let the right. quarterback get hit. So what I got out of that game was that on offense and defensive lines, they got pushed around in the first half. Now, after that, I could care less because right. most of those guys aren't playing. So that was my assessment of yeah. the game. Yeah, and uh... – I was actually in Columbus this weekend, and I was surprised to find it in my hotel mm. TV, so I lucked nice. out there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm mean, i kind of in the same boat. I mean, the offensive line is – I'm not – I don't understand it. I mean, they, they addressed it a little bit in free agency. They spent some money. You know, everybody – I'd never seen James Daniel play. You know, everybody talked about well, – that, that was a very under-the-radar signing and, and all that stuff. But, boy, I, I – he looks a lot like Trey Turner, and I don't mean that as a compliment. Right, worse, and, worse, yeah. worse. And uh, well, when we broke it down, when they signed him, remember I was looking at Trubisky film just to see Mitch, and so I was watching Daniels. Daniels was part of the problem in Chicago. They let him go. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing is Chicago doesn't have a real good offensive right. line, and they let him walk. Yeah. They yeah. didn't put up much of an effort. And um, all we kept hearing is a young guy. Well, I don't care how old he is. If he can't play, he can't play. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, and and that's the problem is is that the the the, the Steelers actually have, uh, I think, a, a pretty good legitimate skill position set. It's not going to matter though. No, no. I mean, I think they're I think they're they're solid at running back, mm-hmm. wide receiver, tight end. But if that offensive line can't block, boy, that I mean that I mean you have to every time. I feel like this is the third year in a row now we're saying that it can't be any worse than last year. Mm-hmm. Yet somehow it seems to be. Now again, it's only preseason. I'm not going to get too hung up. Dotson is going to start this week. It looks like mm-hmm. it looks like that's pretty much entrenched now. That Dotson's well, Ke- going to Kendrick be Green, I, no. he should be cut. I mean, this guy. Yeah, I don't. He's awful. I don't see it. I mean, it's that's what's crazy about the Steelers and Kevin Colbert specifically is they don't miss, but boy, when they miss, whoo, it yeah. is a it is an O'Neill Cruz swing and a miss <laughs> yes. and a curveball or changeup. Yeah, already or anything that's not a fastball. <laughs> Um, but I mean, boy, I, I, I'm with you. I mean, it's getting to the point now where I have to question whether um, he, he's even going to make this team. Yeah. I mean, and I, I always thought Dotson was the better line. I would take anyway. Hassenauer um, over him in a heartbeat. Well, Hassenauer is going to get if Green doesn't start. Hassenauer or Green's not going to get a helmet. Green's mm-hmm. not going to dress because he doesn't. Right. He was so bad in right. center. He's not going to. He's not. The backups are swing. Right. Are swing position versatility. Yeah. Yes. Both tackles, guard center, yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, but boy, you know, I, I keep thinking it, it's, it can only get better, but I, I haven't seen it so far. Yeah. And it's a shame, too, because I would hate to do, you know, they luck out on quarterback where now it looks like they have three mm-hmm. legitimate potential quarterbacks. They have Najee. They better have three potential the, quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, they better, yeah. The wide receivers. Well, we're going to talk about that. The wide receivers are between four and potentially yeah, six. Yeah. Well, the tight ends are all legitimate, but boy, it's just a shame. It really is. Well, the problem, the, the problem is, Tom. You're right. I mean, the skill position players, and I, again, I I like Najee Harris. Mm-hmm. I like Fairmuth too as a receiver. I, I really do. I like yeah. him as a receiver. But you can't block the, to save his life. The sexy part of draft is always skill position players, but you win with the offense and defensive line, and they have not addressed it. What they did this off season mm-hmm. was basically put flex seal on the Titanic. It's like it's still gonna sink. Michael went flex seal. I went flex seal. Did you see that last night when you were up late? You couldn't sleep. Yeah, you saw was, the info. yeah. I almost bought some of that stuff no. for my gutters. But 
the, the point is, is that they still have not really totally addressed the offensive line. They're trying to patchwork right. it. Now we're talking about musical chairs. Let's move this guy here. Mm-hmm. Let's move this That's guy here. That's not going to solve the problem. That's not going to solve the problem. So they're going to be in the same position they were last year and the year before. So right. now you want to talk about the quarterback position? Before we do that, you guys know I love to read sports writers, right? Wright Thompson's the best. You and I were talking about this earlier, Michael. And then everyone else is trying to be Wright Thompson. But a guy that I really respect and like is Bill Barnwell at ESPN. And he wrote a fantastic article. I think it was published on Tuesday. I should have sent it to both of you, and I whiffed on that. But um, very complimentary of Tomlin, as he should be. Tomlin, I mean, his record speaks for himself. The success speaks for itself. But the drafting, which is, Tommy, you alluded to it, which has been the backbone of this team for so long, he said that they've whiffed the last three years. Um, specifically, he looked at last year. Najee Harris and Pat Fryermuth. Najee, okay, I mean, maybe. Uh, you, Michael, you and I were watching the draft. You know I, I hated that pick. I hated it. And it's not a knock on It's Najee. not a knock it's at not, all. He's not a great a, running yeah, he back. A good, but he's only going to be great at the offensive exactly. line. Exactly. And even that, like, what, what is the other area concern? The outside linebacker, right? We keep talking about they need another outside linebacker. Highsmith has an injury history. He's missed time this training camp. Wouldn't Owe, who's now playing for the Ravens and, and made a huge impact as a rookie, wouldn't he look good here? Wouldn't Gregory Rousseau, who had a great rookie year for the Bills, yeah. look? I know it's easy. It's Monday morning quarterback. I get yeah. all that. However, hindsight's 2020. Hindsight's 2020. But, but these are major issues that by taking – you didn't need to take a running back. Look at Jalen Warren, undrafted rookie free agent this year, who probably is going to see time. He's going to be the backup. He better be. Um, they whiffed. And Fryermuth, don't even get me started. Yes, he's a Penn Stater. And, you know, I, I mean, I'll put that bias aside for two. And just, yes, he's a good receiver. He can't block to save his life. Mm-hmm. They need, they needed a good blocking tight end as well. Second round there. Creed Humphrey was taken by the Chiefs two picks later when you needed that position. I mean, that those are the kind of mistakes, and Barnwell points this out, that you can't make in the present-day NFL. Well, and they're making them over and over and over again. I will go to I will go to the, to the hills for Najee because I think Najee is just a different. He's a different running back. I really do. I think he is different than what. If you look at the average running back, the top. I mean, there are Jalen Warren's a nice player. Guys like that are nice. But players. look at Alvin Kamara. The way that Najee, third round. The way that yeah, and he's hurt. I mean, he, he's hurt all the time. Misses stuff. Well, if Najee to <laughs> Najee's going to get hurt playing yeah, behind well, That's possible. He didn't get hurt last year bouncing mm-hmm. through that. But Najee, the way he's built, I think he's Derrick Henry 2.0. I think he could be. Um, and that's a different. That's a different animal. The the problem I had is the tight end, Fryermuth yeah. over horrible Humphrey, pick over Humphrey. Fryermuth, and I'm not Monday morning. Fryermuth, I said it at the time. Fryermuth's not a horrible pick. It was it's a, a lu- it was a, it was a luxury. Yes, pick. yes. When you they had, didn't have a luxury. When you <laughs> right. had when you had a gaping hole at, at at center, and you could have put Creed Humphrey in there. Yeah, and he could have been the center for the next ten years, and you just forget mm-hmm. about it on a franchise that, quite honestly, puts the center position higher than a lot of franchises do. To pass on a stud center who could be their franchise center, the next Dermonte Dawson, Mike Webster, yeah. Jeff Harding. Right. Yep. For a tight end. That again, not that so against Fryermuth, yeah, right. But uh, I, it just doesn't make any. It didn't make any sense at the time. Uh, I said it. We weren't doing right. this then, but I think we we're all in we all said at the it. Time yeah, it was a horrible pick. That it, it, did, mean, it just didn't make a whole lot of sense. Didn't fit them. Didn't no, fit, didn't fit what they did. What they usually do. 
and uh, it's coming back to bite them still. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, so. it's the problem. So let's talk about the quarterbacks. Tom, you said we, you know they have three good quarterbacks, and going into camp, I think everybody thought that Rudolph would be traded. I think given what we've just talked about with the offensive line being so poor. You have to keep all three because you're going to need all three quarterbacks this yeah, year. Yeah, say that. That's what but I, you have to plan. That that's way. what I took out of this week. And I think they're going, they think the same thing because they released week, the seventh round pick last week. We talked the same thing. We were like, <clears> oh, he's going to be traded. Then go to Detroit as the backup to uh, Jared Goff. Right. I'm thinking, well, yeah, you know, they'll maybe get a fifth or sixth round pick for him, and then if he winds up playing there, that moves up a little bit. Whatever it is, they get something for him, and then it kind of dilutes the quarterback, mm-hmm. you know, talk. But after watching that offensive line last week in the first half, I'm, they're going to need all three quarterbacks at some point this year. And for me, you know, you yep. you said they should start Kenny. Uh-uh. I hope they don't. I, I've changed my mind. I've on changed that. my mind. Let them kill Trubisky first, <laughs> and, then, and then yeah, then Rudolph, <laughs> and then by the end of the season, maybe they'll back off a little right, bit right. because they'll be out of playoff contention, and then Kenny won't get killed. I, I just like I said, they got to keep all three quarterbacks. You, yeah, you can't put Kenny behind this line. No. Yeah. And if it were any other team, we'd say that about a rookie quarterback playing behind. I mean, Josh Allen nearly got decapitated his rookie year playing behind an awful Bills line. I mean, there's been story after story after story. David Carr. David Carr, yeah, who still he's sees. Still seen you know, he's still rushes. flinching. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think – I mean, I, I was on record, and, and I still stand by it. I, I still don't think that game one Pickett gets a helmet. I really don't. Yeah. I think what's going to happen mm-hmm. is I think Pickett's going to take the practices and, and mm-hmm. the week – and then come game day, I think Rudolph's going to be dressed as the backup because he's just more comfortable in the offense and things like that. No, I don't think they're going to trade Rudolph, but I don't. I don't think it has anything to do with they're worried about the offensive line. They I just be. don't. <laughs> I just don't think you're going to get anything for him. So, well, you know, why not keep an insurance mm-hmm. policy around a guy that knows the system, the guy that's been around um, the Steelers? Whether we think it or anybody else thinks that they fancy themselves a Super Bowl contender every year, they're um, not. They're not. I don't. Not this year. Um, but they don't. They don't think like that. And I, I, I don't. I think all three quarterbacks will be there because I don't think. I, I don't. What's the benefit of right. getting a sixth or seventh round pick? You know, the Raiders just traded their guy, that Nick Mullins, Nick, Nick, Nick Mullins, Mullins, and yeah. they got a compensatory seventh round pick yeah. for him. So you know, would you rather have that or would you rather have Rudolph? Mm. I, I think they're going to have Rudolph yeah. around. Um, but I mean, I think they're very lucky. I think they have two real. I think they have two good quarterbacks. And Trubisky and Pickett, I think Pickett can grow to be better mm-hmm. than that. And I think they have a capable third. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's better than Duck Hodges. I mean, if you're telling me Rudolph starting, right. you know, week six, does that make me feel good? No. Yeah. But, I but, mean, I guess it's better than Chris yeah. Oladukin. So, or whatever his first name is. You um, nailed it. That was right. Was that what it was? Yeah. yeah. yeah you got um, it. I mean, their third quarterback could be Jill Panda for all I know. And, and <laughs> what's the difference? It doesn't matter. So I mean, it's if they get to the if, if they get to the third quarterback, they're in trouble. Yeah. So you know, right. Well, if the third quarterback's probably going to be Kenny Pickett at, yeah. at some point, I, I think they're going to use all three this year, and I think they're going to have to. I, I guarantee you, if Trubisky starts the season, he's not going to stay healthy behind that offensive line. Yeah. No, I agree. We've yeah. seen it with bad <clears throat> offensive lines time and time again. Justin Fields got hurt last year in Chicago. Mm-hmm. He missed time. Um, it, I don't know who was playing in Chicago last year when he got hurt. Exactly. So, you know, yeah, they're going to need all three quarterbacks at some point this year. I, I, I think, like I said, I, I don't think this is a playoff team. And you and I yeah. talked earlier, 
if Tomlin gets yes. his team over 500 this year, you're right. He, he's, he's coach a, of the century. He's coach. Of, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, if he can somehow work some magic, nine and eight, nine and eight, and he pulls that off again, without a doubt, a top five coach for sure. Yeah. Um, in the NFL, without should, a doubt. Yeah, they're, they're, the talent level is just not there across no. the board. I mean, and let's talk players. about that. So let's flip to the other side of the ball, the quarterbacks of the defense. Let's talk about linebacker. Ooh, yeah. Um, we already talked about the lack of depth on the outside. They released Jannard Avery, uh, who many thought would be the, the third outside linebacker. In a surprise move, they released him already, uh, supposedly because he didn't fit the defense. They know best. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to question it. But now you're left with Derek Tuska and, you know, a bunch of nobody. They picked up this Hamilcar Rashid, who evidently is going to start Sunday against the Lions in the last preseason game. I don't know. Maybe they're seeing something from him at practice that – I don't know. It's Hamilcar. His name is Hamilcar. Well, they like the, um, the seventh – They like the seventh no, round pick. No, it's H-A-M-I-L-C-A-R, Hamilcar. They they like uh, the seventh <clears throat> round pick out of Mississippi, that Robinson. Yeah. Mark Robinson. Mark Robinson, inside yeah. linebacker. Yeah. Um, but he's been playing – I think he's been playing a little bit outside too. Um, oh, they moved – okay. I, didn't I think hear, he's yeah. – I, I thought he was playing both. Okay. They seem to like him. Um, he was a converted running back right. mm-hmm. that's sort of learning the position and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean, you'd think that there was another move if they cut Avery, who was locked right. in, I thought, locked in to be the third guy. Um, Tuska is a special teamer. So he's not an no, outside no, linebacker. Come on. Um, but there has to be. He's like been, Spillane. He and Spillane are the same person. They're very I, limited, but they maximize what they have. I honestly thought when I saw that Avery was one of the cuts that the next the next thing would right. be that they sign somebody or they claim somebody. Mm-hmm. Or, so, yeah, I don't. Well, that still could happen. I mean, you, you're going to see it could, but yeah. Tick, 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 yeah. tick, tick. To cut a guy, to cut then, a guy yeah. like that and not have a plan, mm-hmm. you know, yes, could somebody fall into their lap? Yes, I guess there's, right. you know, it's a possibility. Um, but, I mean, that's a big risk. I mean, and then Avery signed right 15 away. minutes yeah. later with Tampa, Tampa Bay. Yeah. So he'll go there and be a pro bowler. Right. You know, God's sakes. He won't <laughs> get on the field for them. He'll play. No. Oh, he'll play. He'll see time there. Avery. Yeah. No. You'll see. I, I, they're they're going to rotate their guy. I mean, they're, they're not going to keep all their linebackers out there for every single snap on defense. You mean, You'll see some time. White, White and David, they're, they're going to take them off the field. When? Aren't they outside? When yeah. they're on, when they're on to, offense. Avery's an outside. Yeah, so so is uh, Levante David. Two. White's an inside linebacker. Yeah. Well, oh, that's right. They play a 4 3. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the other guy? Who's the outside yeah. linebacker? Yeah. Uh, now you guys put me on the Joe Tryon. No, Tryon's on the defensive Tryon, line. Well, they, he, no, they yeah, do play did, a 3-4. Yeah. yeah. But right. Avery, he's going to He's going to play, I'm telling you. Uh, he's not going to play. They picked him up that quick for a reason. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. I guarantee you he doesn't even dress. I mean, let's not forget, he started. this guy started 11 games last year or whatever Yeah, he had decent numbers I mean, last he had year. Pedigree. Yeah, yeah, he did. I don't know. Supposedly, according to Dulac, he did, there was, wasn't the right fit, but – I don't know. I mean, it's a huge. And Bush. I mean, listen, we're beating a dead horse there, but <laughs> we just keep he stinks. Saying, saying, I mean, no offense, but he's not yeah. good. He's got to pull the he's got to pull the cobwebs out of his between his ears because I think yeah. it's all mental. I really do. Yeah. We say that every week, yeah. right. and it has never happened. We're we're still talking about the same thing. No, and when, you, when it's when it, when it becomes a mental issue, not a physical issue, that's a tough one to overcome. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, don't, I just don't know what it is. I mean, you watch the game film. He's running away from plays. Right. I mean, he's, he's slow just like, to react. Whew. He can't diagnose a play to save his life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't. I mean, not not a lot of optimism 
in the middle of the defense there for sure. No, no not at all. So we'll see what happens. No, they're 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 built weird. They are <laughs> they are they're seven or eight position groups and they're and are they're strong and good. I think at four or five. Mm-hmm. But man, where well, they're weak, man, it is just a it's a pothole on the Parkway East. Man. <laughs> it is just a a hole, you know. And they fixed most of those. They, I was coming out here yeah. today. They fixed, they, 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 they really yeah, fixed yeah, them. they fixed most. Of them. Yeah, try to try them tomorrow. See how that works out. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I mean, I I truly think that. Um, the offensive line and the depth on the defense, because you know, um, you know, the defensive line is deep, but the linebackers are shallow. The cornerbacks yeah. are shallow. Yes. Um, you know, <clears throat> if, if this season doesn't go as, as Steeler fans hope, I think yeah. you'll be able to look back and say offensive line and, and the linebacker depth, and yeah. the depth. I think just the depth overall on the yeah. defense. You know, T.J. Watt and Highsmith, you know, tap out a lot. Mm-hmm. They miss time. Uh, Devin Bush, we all wish would tap out. Um, <laughs> You know, that who comes in for him, you know. It's just, yeah, I mean, yeah, Mickey Spillane. Spillane. Yeah. yeah, son. Um, no, I agree. I mean, it's it's definite cause for concern. And um, I think you're going to see a lot more of what they did last week where they brought Edmonds up into the box, brought KZ, DeMonte KZ, into the game with Fitzpatrick, and Edmonds served as a de facto linebacker. And they had yeah. some success with that. As long as Edmonds is a de facto linebacker, mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I don't want Fitzpatrick. I want Fitzpatrick right. doing what he's paid to do. Bahawk, find Center the ball. fielder, yeah. go mm-hmm. back there. Because that's what Get he did last year. Right. Yes. Yeah. No, they had him Total up in the box. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But, the, I mean, seeing what I did, I went back and rewatched a little bit of that too. And the plays where they brought 34 up into the box were successful. I mean, he, you yeah, know. that's his specialty. It is, that's his, and he can diagnose. What, He's a smart player. Well, Mark Barron, right, was, was a guy yeah, exactly. that was drafted as a safety in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Didn't work out as a safety. Was Went a little bit Rams. more yeah. effective as a de facto Line, linebacker, linebacker with the Rams. Yeah, Steelers tried him here, but he was done. His career was over. But um, I think that's their best bet um, is to maybe move Edmonds up and get Bush off the field, get Spillane off the field, because we know if. if you know, if Edmonds has to cover, you have a much better shot in pass coverage with Edmonds than you do with Bush, who can't diagnose a play to save his life, or Spillane, who runs as fast as the three of us and we're almost 50 years old. So yeah. you're saying that they, you're going to move Edmonds and to linebacker. Okay. KZ comes into the well, game to safety. Now, doesn't that then at your secondary? It does. It on, does. Now you're left with well, Miles Killebrew. But and KZ is a legitimate a defensive. He is. I mean, he's oh, a legitimate he had a great NFL game player. last year. Yeah, I got no problem. I have no problem with those three guys. If you're trading KZ for one of those inside linebackers, Bush or Spillane, uh-huh. and you're letting Edmonds play near the line of scrimmage it. and stuff like that, I'm okay with that. Edmonds isn't a great uh, cover guy, um, but he's smart enough to, to diagnose some plays and things like that. So I'm okay with Edmonds being there mm-hmm. and KZ and, and Fitzpatrick being sort of the back. Because you want – Fitzpatrick needs the opportunity to display what he does, be yep. a ball hawk, mm-hmm. get the turnovers, things like that. You know, let all the guys up front do all the work, and then when the ball's in the air, Fitzpatrick hawks it, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm okay with that. All right, well, Detroit on Sunday. Oh, by the way, so let's talk a little bit about Detroit. Hard Knocks. Yes. One of my favorite. I love Hard Knocks. One of the best shows on TV, hands down. The production's off the charts. This season. This special. season. Uh, Dan Campbell, their head coach. Have you watched it yet, Tommy? I have not. Oh, you have I to have watch. Not. It's must see TV. I have not. I'll give you my password. You got Dan watch Campbell it. is the man. Like after watching, I'm, I'm Steelers. Obviously, my team. They, I love the lines. I'm rooting for them. Between well, Dan Campbell, Deuce Staley, uh, and Aaron Glenn, I love them. 
How about Deuce losing his voice? Oh, Deuce loses. Uh, Deuce Staley's the man. I love that dude. Well, there's I mean, gonna. He's the best. You know, for I, I would think I, I don't. I, as, at least as I recall the show, I think there's going to be a little Steelers behind the scene. You'll hear some stuff just because they're playing. Yeah, right. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So you're going to get a little peek behind yeah. the old hard knock Steeler curtain yeah, there yeah. by with them playing them. So yeah. But the the Dan Campbell sign bites are oh, absolutely fantastic. fantastic. What's the one he says? I don't care if you have one ass cheek. And, and and three, what was it? Three, yeah, I, 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 can't, I, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, my God. He comes up with these things I mean, all the time. It, it, he's it, out there doing up-downs with the team. Oh, he's. I mean, his, his inspirational he speeches like are. six Red Bulls a day. Exactly. Yeah, this guy's like, I, I mean, and it's not fake. This is who no, this, this guy is. Yeah, this, this guy, oh, he lifts yeah. weights. He chews no, tobacco. He doesn't yep. even spit it. He just swallows right, yep. it while he's talking. Yep. I mean, this is a man's That's man. That's man. He is. And he when is. he talks, you're like, shit, I think I might suit up. And then you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah, that's how he makes you feel. Mm-hmm. It, 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 if, if listeners haven't seen Hard Knocks this year. You have to watch it. it this year especially is just. It, it, You'll root for lines. Yeah, you really you will. will. You will. You will root for the Lions. I gave up HBO when the Sopranos ended. Okay. Well, it may be time to get it back. Yeah. Just saying. I don't know. But um, Hutchinson looks really good. Aiden Hutchinson. That's a guy that I I ridiculed that pick. I didn't think he was all that. Um, But this kid, he reminds me of TJ. That that burst, that initial burst, that first step. The offensive line. He is. The offensive line can't react. The lineman can't react. What's he playing for them? Offensive line? uh, Outside linebacker? No, at the end. The end. end. He's yeah. playing the end. They have four three or three. Yeah, they're four, four three. three. Yeah. Um, he's gonna have a monster year. There's no. This yeah, kid's I think legit. I, you know what's funny? I, I we talk we we bust the the pirates balls all the time, right? It's a bad organization. Since the merger in 1963, the Lions have one playoff win. One. Yeah. And With one of the best running backs. Yeah, it's hard. It's, one. Yeah, and, I mean, and Barry Sanders, too. 1963. Yeah. One playoff win. Yeah, they're so bad. So maybe this is the year. Maybe. Maybe this is the year that they go to the playoffs. I don't know if they'll win a playoff game, but it would be nice to see them in the playoffs, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah, I don't think it is. No? It might not be. may no. not be, yeah. If he can't do it, then that, that's just a hopeless franchise. I mean, they had the best. You know, they had Barry Sanders at one point, the uh-huh. best running back in the game at the time. They had Calvin Johnson, yep. Megatron, the best wide receiver in the game. Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford who, 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 had no but, problem yeah. going and winning a, <laughs> a, Super, a, a right. Super Bowl with the L.A. Rams. Nine months later. Yeah. Nine months later. Uh, you know, you just – But I, I think the fran- that franchise, like we talk about yep. the Steelers, they, they solidified their offense and defensive lines. Yes. They're not sexy picks. Right. Uh, they took uh, Sewell from Oregon. Like Penny Sewell, yeah. yeah Penny that Sewell. Kid, yeah, yeah. And everybody was like, oh, they, you know, right. remember the years that Matt Millen was there? Oh, wide receiver two, after wide receiver after wide receiver. Uh, Charles Rogers. Yep. I can't remember. There was another Jabron. They took Mike Williams. Mike the Williams. Other that Mike was the Williams. other Jabron. Back to back years. Yeah. And they wonder why they won two games, three right. games. Well, that, that that's the reason. You've got to adjust where the game's won. Yep. It's not the sexy pick, but that's where you want yep. to address the team. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, if you haven't watched Hard Knocks on HBO Max, please it, you, it's it's worth it. It's phenomenal. It's well done, and their in season this year is with um, the Indianapolis Colts. So I'll be anxious to watch that. Yes, with with Matt Ryan now behind center. So um, let's go Tuck Pit. They yeah. open up next Thursday already. One week from today. Can't wait. Counting down seven days till the backyard brawl. Uh, some updates there. Uh, Got some news after the scrimmage last Saturday. They focused heavily on the run game last Saturday. Now, let's not forget. I mean, Pitt, without a doubt, has one of the best defensive lines in the country. They have one of the best middle linebackers in the country. 
in Voss, Savassier Dennis. Um, but the report was this team will be able to run on anybody this year as they won. Um, Sebo Flemister could turn out to be the best transfer. Everybody talks about Keaton Slovis. They talk about Shane Simon, the linebacker, also from Notre Dame. Uh, I'm hearing Sebo Flemister could be the number one running back by the end of the year. This gets special. He has size. He has speed. Um, he ran into an unfortunate situation at Notre Dame and was suspended. And evidently, he's cleaned that all up. He's a great kid, great teammate by all accounts that I'm hearing. Um, and he's quickly rising up the depth chart. So now you have Izzy, who many think is an NFL running back. You have Rodney Hammond, who last year as a freshman made things happen. He was the fourth quarter guy who came in and just pummeled teams in the fourth quarter. You have Daniel Carter, who took another step in the spring. And I know where you're and going the, with this you, next one. Yeah. Right? And I don't then, want to talk about him. Yeah, Vincent Davis is now your fifth running back. Instead of the guy who takes half of your running back snaps, he's now number five on your depth chart. Um, that's some serious depth, and you couple that with the offensive line that's nine deep, which is absurd. Um, the line with the West Virginia game is now seven and a half. If you want to make some easy money, you take Pitt in, in, the, in the points all day long. Pitt's going to pummel West Virginia. I'm telling you, it's going to be an absolute blowout. Uh, the West Virginia fans that are at Heinz Field will be gone by the third quarter. Pitt wins this game going away. I mean, they're just going to pummel West Virginia. West Virginia doesn't stand a chance. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that this game this week isn't the litmus test no, it's for this not. team. I, I think the Tennessee game is going to be the litmus test. I mean, That's anytime, in two weeks. Anytime you're playing a team from the SEC, and, and Tennessee made strides last year. And they, and they, have, you know, and they could have beat Pitt next They could have. They, they yeah. easily could have beat Listen, Pitt they're going to be coming year. for a little revenge. I don't think the West Virginia game is the litmus test, but I do want to see Signetti's offense mm -hmm. uh, do its thing differently than we've seen in the past because we haven't seen anything right. yet. There's nothing on film that we we have concrete evidence that we've seen. And so they're talking about running the football, run the football. Right. You know, and mm -hmm. and, and, and you gotta do it with conviction. Right. Um, offensive coordinators talk all the time about running the football. Well you want to impose your will. I mean that's the bottom line with running and, the ball. You want to impose your will on the other team. And it takes time. Sometimes mm -hmm. it, it doesn't happen right away and then you can get away from it. I don't want to see them get right. away from it. I want to see them Punish this defense yep. and be run committed the clock. to it. Yep. And when, when you can run the football, if Pitt is able to run the football this year, that's going to take immense pressure off their defense. Mm -hmm. And so they go hand in hand. So I, yeah, I, I think a seven and a half point line. I think Pitt all day. If, if you're if you're a betting person, I, I take yep. I take Pitt given seven and a half all day. Well, as a person who does not wear the Pitt goggles but roots for Pitt, um, I see this as the typical Pitt game where Narduzzi comes in banging his chest for six months and comes in and just absolutely stubs his toe. I'd take West Virginia seven and a half all day long. I just don't have any yeah. faith in him. You know, that's Dak, fair. I mean, listen, Dak was I, I stepped get it. for him last year, and he lost mm -hmm. at home to Western Michigan and Miami. I can absolutely see them losing this game. No, the track think, record, you're right. right. You're, I, you're not saying anything. They need to prove it. People I, don't say, think, yeah. I don't think they will. I think they'll win this game. Um, but this is the kind of game that, that Narduzzi, to me, hasn't won enough mm -hmm. in his time here. Nothing to do with the players. This is all because the, the players change. This is about Narduzzi, his coaching staff, mm -hmm. and his preparation. He's lost too many of these games. And this is going to be on ESPN, correct? Right. This, this is, is it. Game day's here. It's a big yeah. game. 
sellout crowd. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it. I mean, you you guys are life. You know, you're yeah. especially you, Mark, a lifelong Pit fan. How many games has Pit won? What's their record right. with sellout crowds? Yeah, no, you're right. Listen, that's all fair, and I'm not going to argue with you. And that's the stuff. He has to prove something this year. This is a very different situation this year than we've ever seen with Pitt. He's he got to prove built, it. He has built to me, when you look at their roster, mm-hmm. he has he has built a legitimate college football program mm-hmm. roster. This is deep. They're, they're deep, five, six, seven deep at almost mm-hmm. every position. So I don't think there's any doubt that he has – gotten over the hump for getting talent here, especially the kind of talent that they want. Mm-hmm. They're not always getting – they're not getting right. five-star recruits, mm-hmm. which is fine. But they get guys to play their system, the defensive linemen, the the running backs, the wide receivers. They get them to play they, – they're, they're recruiting mm-hmm. the guys that play for them. That's great. Now they need to get them from point A to point B. And last year, what got them from point A to point B was Kenny. Kenny. Mm-hmm. And when and, and and when Kenny needed something, it was Addison mm-hmm. that he threw the ball to. And neither one of them are there this year. You have Slovis, which we talked about mm-hmm. last week, which you guys uh, have your concerns about, as do I. Um, this is going to be – this is going to come down. There's going to be a couple plays, a couple calls, a couple situations that it's going to fall on the coach to get him to make the mm-hmm. right call and to, and to get him over that hump. And I don't have the faith that this guy can do it. I just don't. Well, I think this year is so different than any other year that that mm-hmm. Narduzzi's been here because there's it, expectations for one. Right. Well, that's yeah. that's what I was alluding to. You're yep. right. Yep. This is the first year where we're not the hunter; we're the hunted. Oh, and you know what Narduzzi say? Yeah, he's, he's saying between, no. We're still hunting. So he's no, trying to. Well, he's, he's trying, trying to. Com- he's trying but, to combat but, that. But can he do it? right? There's a difference. I mean, he's not Nick Saban. Right. I mean, there's there's a few coaches in the college ranks that are able to elevate their team, even though they have great talent, past where they're mm-hmm. they're actually at. And this is a different situation with this team. We've never seen every team that comes in here. We never said this before. Well, Pitt should win all these games. Mm-hmm. We've never. Said We're going to go through the schedule here in a minute. We'll yeah. do a little season we, preview. We, We're going to go. We've game never by said game. that before. So when you're the hunted. Every team that comes in is going to give you their best shot. Now, whether Tom said, who are the guys you're going mm-hmm. to? Pickett's not here. Addison's not here. Those were the guys we went to in crucial situations mm-hmm. to get us over the hump. We don't have anybody proven right now that can do that. So we're going to see where this takes us. And Tom's right. Listen, I think Pitt's going to blow West Virginia out. But if they don't, it, you kind of got that it's, silly yeah. smirk mm-hmm. on your face like, well, here we go again with Narduzzi. Right. And, and to your point, Michael, as a coach – um, you know, as far as expectations for what I think locally on a national level, I think almost every preview I've seen has Miami winning the Coastal. Right. I mean, so I, outside of Pittsburgh, I don't think that there is as much expectation-wise. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are ranked, you know, Pitt's right. ranked in the top 25 for the first time in – Preseason in pre-season, a long time. Yes. In yeah. a long time, yeah. Um, but I, I still see most people picking Miami to win mm-hmm. the Coastal. Um, so, you know, I think there's some talking points for them. Mm-hmm. Hey, we won the, you know, as far as uh, motivation, Narduzzi, hey, we won the AC last year. They're still not giving us any credit. Mm-hmm. They're picking Miami, blah, blah, blah. But I, this is a big year for Narduzzi. This yes. is his chance to prove to people like me who think he's just a blowhard mm-hmm. and got lucky because he had a, a fifth-year senior quarterback as good as Kenny was. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see what happens. No, and it, 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 
and they better because if you look at it, unlike the Steelers, we talked about the Steelers' offensive line was, and I'm not. This is not hyperbole. This is not. I think there's three guys on Pitt's line that could start for the Steelers right now. Carter Warren, the left tackle, he's going They're saying he's any you know top three round pick next year. Marcus Miner, the guard. Jake Cradle, the other guard. I mean, this team. You talk about talent. The defensive line, ridiculous. Oh, Baldonado. Baldonado's yeah. consensus first round pick next year. Delzin Alexander's going to top three round pick next year. John Morgan, Kalijah Cansey, he's preseason all everything. Um, listen, he has no excuses this year, Tom. No, to your that, point, he and, has and, no and excuses. And that's my point when I'm talking about program builders, yeah. especially in college football. A lot of it starts with the offensive and defensive lines. Is building that uh-huh. you just every year you're just churning through guys, churning through guys, and they've done that on the defensive side of the ball for the most part over these last mm-hmm. few years. The offensive line has been a little iffy, but this year you know they're taking advantage. If I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. some yes. of the COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. So they're you know they've got COVID seniors back, which right. I, you know I don't know what the fancy term is, but that's basically what they are. Mm-hmm. They got an extra year, so I mean there there's no excuses. There right. really is there isn't unless Slovis. Or whoever plays quarterback yeah. just gives the game away. Mm-hmm. These are games that Pitt. This is Pitt should be favored, and so let's I talk about, just about all these yeah. games. So okay, so WVU, I'm saying a win. I'm saying they they, they, they can't lose that game. I, I think because of their toughness, right? West Virginia's a Big Twelve team, right? They play seven on seven. Hopefully, Pitt just needs to smack them in the mouth. I don't think that's a team that can play that style of football. So Pitt, Michael, do you, what you said earlier, if they yeah. can play tough, impose their will, that this game should be a blowout. It should be. Thoughts? Yeah, no, I, I think I, I think they're going to win the West yep. Virginia game. Okay. The West, West Virginia game doesn't scare me. Um, All right. So yeah, that's that's more than likely a win. Okay. Then we go to ten. Then we have Tennessee. Ah. Then we go to Tennessee. Tennessee worries me. here at here at the AC. Yeah, and that game won't be sold out, guaranteed. Right. Um, I don't care how many Pitt fans are on. I think it, it all depends on what happens with WVU. If it's a close game, it's not sold out. It, if it, Pitt blows them out, it, I think it's going to be close to a sellout. We, we love to talk about Pitt as a program, but it, this is still a professional right. football time. We're not in a college time. We're not at State College. Right. We're not in Alabama. Cold we're not Valley. Anybody in the SEC, none of those schools are anywhere near sniffing a professional anything right so they live and breathe uh-huh. everything football down there i think they're going to have a, a decent crowd but that game i think pitt's going to lose the tennessee game I, i'm 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 feeling it tommy i i don't know enough about time you know i know last year's game was tough for pitt and that was a nail biter it came down uh-huh. to the end in tennessee I don't know enough about Jared Tennessee. Wayne with the touchdown pass. Yeah, I don't know enough about Tennessee to say that it's a that it's a, a, a loss. I wouldn't say a lock, but it's. I think it's it, it's a loss. I, I just okay. I, I got a feeling it's a loss. I will say that it wouldn't surprise me that the first two games they come out one on one. Either way, either way, won't push it one way yeah. or the other. Yeah, but you know if if Narduzzi wants to prove something to mm-hmm. me and the rest of college football, it's got to be two and zero. Has to be two and zero. Yeah, I, I think they win. Uh, I think Hendon Hooker is a good quarterback. Once again, I think the Pitt's defense is going to be the difference in this game. Um, I think they're too strong. The secondary is going to be very good again this year. I think they shut the, Hooker's not going to be able to run against that defense. Um, Tennessee has that good running back. I think they shut him down. He doesn't stand a chance against the front seven. I, I think Pitt wins. And no, should, right? I mean, I'm going to. 
everything I say, I'm going to say this is what they should do. Yes, they should be two. They and should. Oh. They should, should be two they, and zero oh. when they when they get two to games the- at home against teams that I don't think match up well against Pitt. I think they should be two and zero. Oh. Uh, the SEC scares me regardless. Yeah, they do. Because but, when you say uh, a middling team in the SEC like Tennessee, right. they would be at the top of the ACC. I agree, but I think Pitt, on paper, in performance level, has a better team well, than Tennessee unfortunately, does. Unfortunately, games aren't played on paper. I They're agree. They're played inside but, tel- television sets. Yeah, so. right, yeah. And then they go to West, the Kalamazoo to play Western Michigan. Only Pitt could do a home-and-home home with a Mac <laughs> right, team, right. but okay. <laughs> Did Steve Peterson negotiate that one? Probably. I think he probably left yeah, that probably. gift. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're they're going to win that game. I mean, they're going to be two and one after three. Whatever way you want to slice okay. it, they're going to be two and one. Yeah, I agree with you, hundred percent. They win Western Michigan. They they have some revenge, and I think they're going to go up to Kalamazoo and just pound that team. Um, Western Michigan's quarterback, shout out local kid from Norwin, Jack Salapek. Uh, sorry, Jack, you're going to get this. Is not going to end well for you. And then the gimme game before they get into the ACC uh, schedule is Rhode Island. We I didn't need even to talk know they about had a football that. team, but okay. I'm Let's saying they're 4-0 going to ACC play. I say 3-1. I agree. Three All and right, 3-1. Then they go, Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech at home, back-to-back. Hmm. I'm saying both wins. Georgia Tech is Georgia Tech. They're, I mean, they, they stink. Well, Virginia Their Tech. Their coach is an ass clown. Well, Georgia, yeah, Virginia Tech. Is, is in the middle of a transition. A yeah, yeah, they're they in the middle the, of a rebuild. This is a year that pitch a pound them. Yeah, so I think those are two wins. They're both at home. They should win those. Tom, I agree. I agree. All right, so you two are so saying are at that at? point, one, two, three, four. Five and one. Five, five and, and one. one. I'm saying six and oh. And I'm saying at this point they're going to be ranked probably seventh in the country. At six and oh, yeah. yeah. If they were six and they oh, yeah, they're, in the, they're inside the top ten. Yeah. And then they go to Louisville and play the Louisville Cardinals. That's a win. That, that team stinks. That, that team stinks. They're down just like Virginia Tech. Right, Tom, you on board with that? Yep. Okay. North Carolina. Where's that game at? Um, that is away. That's in uh, Chapel Hill. I'm saying Pitt, North Carolina's way down. I mean, he's done a nice job. The old man's done a nice job recruiting there. He's pulled in some five-star kids. Still Mac Brown. Yeah. Um, but they have way too many holes. They're replacing Sam. I know Pitt's replacing Cat, but um, – They've lost a lot. They have no. They have nothing. That's a I, tricky game. It's a tricky game. That's one in the past, Tommy. That's one in the past. They would go to Chapel Hill and lose. Has Pitt won a game at Chapel Hill? No, no, not no, not that I can remember. I say I don't think they win one this year. I think it's six and two. I okay. think that's going to be one yeah. of those games. I agree right. with you too. I say they win. They should. So you're they're eight no. One, two, three, four. They're eight no at this point. Good. Yes, Mark, you're good. And then Syracuse <laughs> at home. That's a win. Nine and a. Nine and So now they're number one in the country. Now they're top five. Yeah, okay. Um, Virginia. At At Virginia. Virginia. That's a win. That's a win, yeah. I mean. Now they're 10 and a. Now they're, yep. Eight and two with us. Eight and two with us. Okay. Then Duke. New coach, new everything. That's a win. That's a win. That's That's a win. Hands down. And then, this is the game I think they lose. Miami. Everything on the line. This is where I think. They can't handle it. I think this is where it gets to be a little too much. Uh, everything is on the table for this game. I think both teams come in with great records. Even if Pitt's not in fee, I think they have max one loss. I think the U's going to come in probably with max one or two losses. And this is for the Coastal. This is for all the marbles. This is They go to Coral Gables, and they lose. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think I, we said it last week, and I, and I hate to say it. I mean, I hate, but I stuck with nine and until three until they prove otherwise. I, I say they're finishing nine and three, and I, I'll throw you all a curve. I think they win this game. Narduzzi has shown a past where he gets his big win on the road. This is true, Clemson. His big, his uh, big, course, win. yeah, his big wins throughout the year. They do seem to be play. His his losses where you shake his head always seem to be at home. At home, yep. Big so, crowds. Yep. I think they get. I think they get this win. I think they finish ten and two. When Michael says yep. nine and three, you say and 11, you say eleven and one. 11 and one. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. All right. We'll see what happens. I'll keep this. I'm going to save this document. Yeah, I have save here. it. Save it. So I'm going to let me let me make sure I have this here. So I'm going to put Michael. The pessimist at nine and three. I'm not a pessimist. Tommy I'm and ten and two. Yeah. They're sort of, they, they, you know. Mark How eleven and one. Pessimist. Yeah, really. Right. I mean, seriously. All right, that's good talk. So um, we're going to record. It's just going to be Tommy and I next week. Yeah. Michael's going to a wedding, so he's out. So it's Thanks just you and I next week. Finally. So we'll do this right before the game next Thursday, or maybe we should do a Friday. I don't know. We'll have to talk about that. Yeah, we can see. We can see if people, you know, if everyone's around. Maybe we do Friday. a Friday to talk about the big game. I want to do it Thursday. You want to do it Thursday? Yeah. I'll be back Thursday, be back. too. Well, well, I would do it Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Jackass. All right, time. Uh, but, I, yeah. you know, I uh, just to yeah. follow up, too, uh, I have had a couple people ask me if we're going to be making predictions, weekly predictions yeah. throughout the year. We will. And, uh, yes, we absolutely oh, yeah. will. And we'll start next week. So we week. can bust each other's we, balls. We'll pick maybe five college games and five NFL games a week. Yeah. All right. You know, just yeah. we'll pick our, our – and, right. and the winner, Jen Didier, can have a steak dinner, which I still haven't gotten. You, we, you still up. Well, we got to get that – Mr. Softball, we got to get that scheduled. Yeah, you're, right. you're never here on well, the weekends. I'm just saying. Is there a Ponderosa well, I'm just saying, around here anywhere? No, there's not a Ponderosa. I think there's one down here in Mersville. We've got Texas Roadhouse. Oh, yeah, let's go to Austin. No, we're not going to Austin. Capital Grill. That's huh. we're going. Well, when you're ever around on a weekend, we could do that. Well, I'll be I around mean, for Capital Grill. All right. We'll have to. Yeah, that'll be fun. I don't right, care. We'll I'll gladly pay it. You, yeah. you, hey, you deserve it. Yeah, I, I pay my. I pay my debts. I one of those. One. Of, I forget. Yeah. I, I, I we should have known better. I mean, yeah. just like we talked about, you never trade with this guy. Yeah, you never, never bet against him. With him, you never bet against no. him. Keep falling into my web. Yep. All right. Fact or fiction time. Here we go. I love all this football time. Yeah, it gets you. It gets Let's you get the up. wet, the temperatures, the drop. Let's go. You can, you can wear put the pads on. I can put so my sweatpants on. You can wear them anyway. So what's I, I wear sweatpants all Fall, the time. My jeans. You, my wife is my favorite time of the year. Well, we had this talk before we went on the air. Apparently, Mark doesn't wear shorts because he has bird legs. Yeah. I never I have that Italian legs. Because I've never I mean, seen them. The, so know, I don't know. The whole Futino side of my family. I mean, it's a little bird legs. we learned doing Yeah, I know. It's weird. You never knew that. Fact or fiction. Here we go. Back to the Steelers for a minute. Mitch Trubisky is the worst quarterback in the AFC North, fact or fiction? Assuming the Mitch is going to be the starter, I think, which we all can. Yeah, I, I, I think okay. he's just – no, I'll, I'll start this. I, and I would say – You and I, I went back and forth on this. Well, Michael. we went back and forth because when we say, obviously, Deshaun Watson's obviously suspended. so right, you can't count him. Can't count him. Um, and then I looked at career numbers between him and Jacoby Brissett, and I was like, oh, they're not that different. Um. I will give a slight edge to Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky, or known as – just goes by Mitch. 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 Mitch Trubisky. Mitch, who's done great things, by the way. Yeah, but According apparently to him. to him, he's done great things. I don't know where, but he's done them. Um, I will give a slight edge over Bursette, but it's a okay. slight edge. Right. And we know Joey's the class of the Well, yeah, division, and, and Lamar. And, and then Lamar. Know, yeah, you got Lamar, and then Trubisky and Bursette are sitting right. at the bottom there. And 
but it's there's not as much separation as you think. But I, right. I, I think that's... So you're saying fiction. I'm saying fiction. I, I, Mitch there is just go, Mitch. a little bit better than uh, Brissett. Yeah, I will also say... Uh, wait, what's the question? Fiction. fiction. Yeah. I think he's, he's the not third the worst. best. No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I don't... And I and I also and I would put Kenny in that too. I would think Kenny yeah. and Trubisky are better than Brissett. Yeah. I have seen enough of hey, Brissett. Doesn't I mean I know his numbers are okay. They're are they're okay. Um, but he doesn't he doesn't do anything for me. So is Mitch. Well, um, I'm going to say fiction. I also will say yeah. that Burrow's a far. That's what I was just going to say. One. Yes, he's yeah. I, 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 no no disrespect to Lamar. I know well, he's won an MVP, all that kind of stuff. But if if you're drawing up a quarterback, you want Joey Burrow. He looks like Joe Burrow. Yeah, yeah. I mean everything he does is what I want an NFL quarterback today. To yeah. Do. So one of the stories of the offseason has been Lamar with his new contract, right? And it hasn't been done. I think there's a reason for that. I think the Ravens. They, they, listen, it. Ravens. Well, the Ravens are a great organization. I mean, rivalry aside with the Steelers, you got to give the respect to the Ravens. I think they're very hesitant to sign this guy because they know as he progresses in age, and you take away the running. Aspect of his left? game, what do you have left? Not much. This dude is a horrible, horrible pocket. He can't. The Steelers own him. Tomlin knows exactly how to play this guy. And he, he's never had one good game against the Steelers. The teams that play – I watched the Dolphins game. The Dolphins stuffed him. Oh, here comes Tux. Just scared Michael. Um, Tux is my dog for those of you who don't know. Hey, Tuxer. Um, so I'm going to say Joe, Tom, you're, Joey Burrow way up in the stratosphere somewhere, and then Lamar, Mitch, and Jacoby all together. Because Lamar, there's a lot of hype. He won that MVP. He's not very good. He's not very good. No, he has I, legs. And I will say this. You know, and Michael, they're going to go away as he gets older. Michael and I specifically on this, you and I have been around great quarterbacks since we were kids. We, had, we grew up with Joe Moorhead, um, who is, is – are, is the best quarterback I've ever been around. Smartest quarterback I've ever been. Great around. arm. Great arm. Yeah. Could, but he had the touch. He knew how to. He knew he could make. Wow. He could make every throw. And that's the problem with Lamar. When I watch him yeah. throw, he looks like a guy on the boardwalk trying to throw a football through the, through the tire. Everything's <laughs> as hard. Everything's as hard as he can. There's no touch on anything that he does. And and again, I understand. I'm talking about an NFL MVP. But he won the MVP for everything else that he does, not his overall right. quarterbacking skills. And we're talking about just a pure quarterback competition. I just don't see it with him. I no, really, I, truly I, don't. I agree. I, I agree. Some I, of his, some of his screen passes and swing passes. No, everything seems horrific. to be the same speed. Yeah, oh. every, everything's a, everything's a fastball. Um, he doesn't have anticipation. Um, there's certain things he yep. doesn't do, but I mean, obviously, his legs at this point can carry him. Right now, they can. They can. We've seen many times we're, we're that talking, can stop now. Tomorrow. This fact or fiction was right. right now. Right. We're not talking three, True. Or four years down. The but line. I'm even saying right now. Well, you, you I'm mean saying to tell there's Joe more? Burrow, and then I'll give Lamar a little bit. But there's not a big gap between Lamar and the other two guys. Yeah, is what I'm saying. No, yeah, I, there, I there's, there's a big gap. Well, I again. <laughs> What are we? What are we talking about? Are we talking about as a pure quarterback? No, he's not. The, he's not a. No, he's an athlete playing quarterback. Right. But you so see if, that a lot in the NFL now. So right, it's different do. than when we grew up watching right. Danny Marino and these guys, Dan Fouts, and these guys that were pocket passers. The game has changed. So he's part of that evolution. Right. The problem that the problem that I have with Lamar is is that he is so 
dependent on his running game. Mm-hmm. And he's still a buck 40 soaking wet. Well, and, and I know, I heard he put 20 pounds of muscle. So he's a buck 60. So um, he is constantly one play away from his season being over. Like and, with most running and that's, but that's not, but that's the difference between him and Burrow. Burrow can run. But he doesn't rely no. on it. Well, he runs. He runs to still throw the ball. Right, right. Yes. There's a difference. Yes, and that's the difference with these guys. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that was a good one. Good start All out right. of the gate. Factor fiction. Now let's talk flip side. Factor fiction. Steelers have the best wide receiver room in the North. Factor fiction. That that's fiction, fiction, fiction. Like a lot of fiction. Um, okay. T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. And then you just throw Tyler Boyd in as like the stupid stepchild. I mean, and he's a good receiver. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that as a knock on him. Jamar Chase is in a different league of his own. I mean, he, that that kid's special, special. T. Higgins would be the number one on almost every other team if he wasn't playing in Cincinnati. And Tyler Boyd would probably be a solid number two on every other team other than Cincinnati. So, listen, the Steelers' receiving room is good. Pickens hasn't shown me anything in a real game. He's played in a bunch of he played in two fake right. games so far. So until he proves that he can take that step, mm-hmm. even Deontay Johnson, he's a cute receiver, but he's not he's not a top ten receiver. I no. mean, Jamar Chase is in the top two. I mean, three. You know, mm-hmm. Devontae Adams, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, those yep. kind of guys. Yeah, I, I think that's fiction. I, I would say it's fiction as well right now, but ask me again at the end of the season. Yeah. Because Talent-wise, I think the Steelers' wide receivers' room is a lot closer to Cincinnati's uh, than people realize. Um, And I think Pickens can get on Chase's level. The reason that I am hesitant to say 100% is because of the offense, Mm -hmm. two different offenses. Pickens Pickens is just not going to get the opportunities to Chase does. Two different quarterbacks. Mm Mm-hmm. But Pickens is special, man. There, mm-hmm. you can see that he, you know, he should I mean, be. Absolutely, we all, we all agree. I think there, I don't think there's anybody that that disagrees with the fact that if Pickens is healthy and plays all last year. He's a top ten pick last year. Uh, he um, would have been yeah. picked above Drake London. I yeah, can tell oh, you yeah. that. Yeah. And and so I mean, the fact that he's healthy now and the way that he looks, you have Claypool and who has a ton of talent mm-hmm. um, and a lot to and, play and for. Can he put year. it together? And then and then Deontay. Mm-hmm. Um, so Chase is clearly the best. If you put all six of those receivers mm-hmm. together in a room, Chase is number one, and everybody else mm-hmm. is is a distant second, in my opinion. Um, but I, when you start mixing those other guys together, man, I, I don't know where the I think those Steeler guys rank mm-hmm. pretty well with the rest of them. And I and also I, I'm not I'm also not done with Calvin Austin either as the mm-hmm. fourth guy. I think he's going to bring a little something special this year if he's healthy. That's yeah, right. healthy. If, 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 if he gets he healthy. healthy. Yeah, his size worries me. We'll see. Um, I'm also going to say fiction right now. I, Tom, you made a great point. Let's see at the end of the season. Last factor fiction for the week. Story, of course, Tom Brady returned to the Buccaneers. Um, a lot of theories out there, a lot of speculation as to what he was doing when he stepped away. Uh, one of those theories is that he – was a performer on The Masked Singer on Fox. So, fact or fiction, Tom Brady performed on The Masked Singer. <laughs> you know, you know. It's, it, I hope it's fact. I'm going to say fact just by, for the simple fact. I've never I watched it. I know. Show. I, yeah, yeah. 
I don't understand. I don't. Is there a winner to this? Is I have this, no idea. I've I mean, never watched. Have I tell you. Have to guess I've heard it. about the show. I don't know what the hell it's all about. I've never actually seen it, but I would like to see Tom Brady dressed yeah. up in some weird outfit singing a song. I mean, who <laughs> wouldn't want to see that? So I'll say fact. What the hell? Right. I mean, he has to be left so. for some reason. Yeah. So maybe that's the reason. I'll say fact. What the hell? I'll say fiction because I really don't need another reason to hate him. <laughs> so if he left NFL training camp to go do a reality TV show, I mean, that's just another one with the reason to hate him. So I'll say fiction. I'm going to say fact. And the reason why I say that is Cam Brake did an interview earlier this week, and he alluded to all the theories that are being thrown out there, and somebody asked him specifically about the mass Singer, and he was sort of coy about it. Um, and so I think he tipped the hat a little bit. So I'm going to say fact and – Man, I'm, Michael, I'm with you. If he did it, I can't wait to see it because that's going to be hilarious to watch. So anyway, all right, so we're coming up against your time-wise. We have our fantasy football yes. draft at 7 o'clock, so we got to hustle this along. Uh, any closing thoughts for the week? Yeah, I, you know, we didn't talk baseball this week. And, well, because rightfully we, so. Rightfully so because we typically talk about the Pirates, right? Mm-hmm. And what, what else do we have to talk about here? But I, I want to bring up Justin Verlander. Um, nobody season. seems to be talking about him. And I watched him pitch the other night. He pitched six no-hit innings, struck out ten guys, no hits, no walks. Um, he has a 191 ERA this year. Um, he hadn't pitched since the very first start of 2020. He comes out this year, he's 16-3 and three with a 187 ERA. That's ridiculous. If that's not the one of the greatest comebacks in the history of sports, I don't know what is. Um, this guy used to be a power strikeout pitcher. Now he's just a pitcher. And I think this guy can pitch until he's 43, yeah. 44 years old. And what a story it was. And we always talk about this being our rant right. section. Mm-hmm. I, I would say our closing thoughts. Uh, yes. And this is my closing thought. If anybody hasn't seen Verlander pitch this year and you enjoy good pitching, please watch this guy pitch. And just a well, own personal note, he's married to Kate Moss. Is that her name? Yeah. I wouldn't yes. leave the house. I mean, I don't know why you would leave the house to go do any. I mean, why would you? Why, where would you go? Why would you go anywhere that doesn't have Kate Moss in it? So, you know, congratulations on his success. Uh, my only, my sort of closing thought. I was just thinking about this week and my continued hatred for the Pirates and and that organization is more. Um, you know, I, I read some articles this week about um, you know the Indians doing it. Uh, you know, they're in first place. They've got a similar mm-hmm. payroll. They're doing all that kind of all stuff. All young guys. All young guys. You know, where the Orioles are and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I know it's not fair to, to cross sports and things like that. Mm-hmm. And we all know that I'm a hockey guy. Um, but the reality of it is we're, we're looking at, by the time, we're looking at three more years for the mm-hmm. Penguins. And that will be 19 years for Sidney Crosby. And there's a pretty good chance that all 19 years that he's here, he will have made the playoffs. Wow, that's ridiculous. And in that same time frame, it's almost guaranteed that the Pirates will have will have got three and not won a playoff right. series in that. Um, but that, that's just the small part of it when you think about it, is that the Pirate, the, the Penguins Arena is, holds 18,000 people. So that means that they play to more fans than most Pirate games. <laughs> And the Penguins, if you don't know, play in the winter, where the Pirates play in a beautiful uh, right. a stadium yeah. outside. Um, they've also spent more money on payroll than the Pirates just about every year of that, too, in a league that has 
one one hundredth of the revenue. Right, would yep. you? I mean, it's we not broke even, that down last yeah, week. In terms, not even yeah, close. No, uh, yeah, what the revenue is for those things, and the Penguins have outspent the Pirates, mm-hmm. and it's it just another way of looking at how just frustrating that the Pirates are. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, for as much as it's almost like, <laughs> yes. Talks, I agree. Talks, yeah. yeah, I talk. I See, agree. Talks, talks, doesn't like yeah, he hates. He, he doesn't like that pirate word. But it, it's not so much a knock on the pirates. It's just a continued appreciation for what we have in the Penguins and the Steelers, with two teams that go out and try to do it every year, as opposed to what the pirates do. So, yeah, my rant. It's not really going to be a rant, but we had somebody come into the shop today whose husband has, happens to be a head scout for a major league baseball franchise. It's their regulars in here, and the scout that has been in here. Um, and we just started to talk about baseball. And this is going to be a knock baseball segment and close here. But we got to analytics, and this scout happens to be old school like all of us and agrees. This is somebody inside who's been, reached high levels within well, he ma- pitched major, in the majors. He pitched in the majors. He's reached high level within the front office. And he agrees that analytics have destroyed the game. He goes to a game and watches. We've talked about this. And he he wants to meet the player. He wants to learn what they're all about, how they handle certain game situations. He's not looking at numbers. And he's finding that, as we say all the time, the Harvard dudes um, who have come in and applied a number to everything in Major League Baseball, um, have, have truly, they're, they're ruining the game. Um because that's what I mean. Look, we all played it. We all love it, and that's what makes the game special. It's it's not. Look, we love stats, um, but baseball has taken it to a, a ridiculously insane level um, to the detriment of the game, and we're all seeing that. Um, but it was you know to hear that kind of validation from somebody who's, as I said, with you know a, a scout within a major league franchise, um, shows me we're not that far off. And I think it that, you know that. The uh, the feeling is is pervasive within Major League Baseball, so there might be a little bit of a a divide that exists within the game. I think it um, comes full circle. Uh, Everything yeah. comes, you know. Yeah, we got into the analytics. We swung now, so far. Yeah. Now you're starting to see it start to swing a little bit back. Right. Not not where we want right. it. Not right. what we grew up with, but it's starting to swing back the other way a little bit. All right. Well, that does it for this week's show. We're off to do our fantasy football draft. We'll yep. update everybody next week on the podcast how we do. We're going to do a fantasy breakdown. We can't. We can't share our thoughts. Uh, I'm not sharing my thoughts. No, we can't minds. share our thoughts. We're competing. How about that? Tom doesn't have a thought. So. I don't have a thought. I'm just going to beat you two. We beat you all the time. So. <laughs> we last beat you year. last year. Okay. Right. Look at that. Congratulations. Michael and I won two in our league last year. So, anyway, time for our fantasy football draft. So, we're going to sign off. Thank you for listening, as always. Any comments, questions, if you want us to talk about something, please let us know. Uh, but we'll talk to you next week. We'll have to figure out exactly when. But the brawl's next week. Hail to pit. And uh, we'll see what the Steelers do on Sunday. Take care, everybody. Have a great week. Talk to you soon.